Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and co-host Ed Ray are joined by the $4.5 billion man, Ron Lynch. Among his incredible accomplishments, Ron is the mastermind behind the creative strategy for over 70 major brands, including GoPro, Rock Doctor, OxyClean, Samsung, Johnson & Johnson, and more. He's also produced more than 400 television commercials and has left his mark in over a dozen films and owns several patents too. Here's a glimpse of some of the golden nuggets you'll discover in this episode. The baby pictures strategy that can help you close more clients and better gigs. Why biological gender differences are a crucial factor to consider when planning a marketing strategy and scaling a business. Also, if you want to be the next person to be featured in an episode of The Road to a Billion and get your questions answered as well, join Stefan's email list and get the registration link for future shows, plus lots of other updates and opportunities you won't find anywhere else. Sign up at stephanpaulgeorgi.com slash subscribe. Stefan, S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I dot com slash subscribe. And make sure you hit the subscribe button now to get notified about new episodes the moment they're released. I hope you enjoy. So John Caprani has a question here about persuading clients. Mm -hmm. Sweet. So John, What's up, John? John will ask his question. And John's one hey, by the way, Ron. Can you hear me? I can hear you, John. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, real quick, mm -hmm. I was just gonna say, um, Ron, John's the one who obviously like you and I have have like a, a digital relationship. We need to make it more of an in-person relationship. We're gonna make that happen soon. But um, he was the one who too he was, he's like, have Ron Lynch on Road to Billion. I was like, oh my god, like, yeah, that's like a no-brainer. So I'm glad John's oh. the first one to to get to Oh, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Stefan. So, Ron, um, yeah, what I wanted to ask, do you ever get yourself in situations where you need to persuade the client that like a direct marketing approach is the right way to go? And if that's yes is your answer, how do you go about doing that? Um, I'm not sure that I have to persuade them. Most people come to me knowing that, that what I do and there's an element of it or they've had a history of success in it, and they say, "Hey, you know, I've I've done I've gone down the direct response road with other people." Or I have somebody who comes to me with an invention, and the invention is brilliant, and we'll go, "Let's go down the re this the direct response road of funding you," which is how I've ended up doing a few Kickstarters along the way. Um, but if 
but I still have to persuade clients per se who've already decided to do advertising that this is the right way to do it. And so generally, um, and I'll, I'll pimp my own mercenary course for a, for a minute because there's there's folks on the call and you're aware of it, John, as well. I, I teach I teach the method of creating a creative brief and strategic brief for a client. And that's most everything that I do in my business and the way that I conduct myself is Socratic. So I already know where we're going. So I know the question to ask. And the question to ask a client is, do you have a substantial creative brief and strategic brief for your product? And they go, what? Um, I think so. Well, we have the, you know, the colors and the logos. And I say, okay, you're talking about a brand deck. We And we're going to use your brand deck. But are you aware of what the problem is you really have, what the solution is, what the USP is, who are the five customers, the five avatars, what their particular needs are, what benefits and features they have, which one of those need which benefit. And then already you can already hear them going, whoa, 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 I don't have that. How do I get that? And I would simply go, let me come yes. in and work with you for a day or two and we'll develop that. And then you can either take it and go on with your life and go hire somebody else. Or once we get to know each other, you can say, yeah, I think I trust you to be our mountain guide here. And that um, generally does the trick and it generally works. And I don't mean works from me getting them to say yes to me, because I do have people actually that go and do it themselves, is it gets them the right information that gets them in the right direction. And probably two thirds of the time they end up hiring us to do the actual content work or they are in a, sales situation where they don't have the money to do that type of marketing yet and they, they execute to get to that le level and six months later they call me and that happens a lot nice john does that uh help okay awesome thank you very much sweet yeah that was awesome thanks Stefan. Thank thanks ron cheers yeah. thanks ed as well for ed the forgotten forgotten child I'm here to do my duty, bro. I don't need thanks. You're doing great, man. Well, you do get well, it. One of the things that's great about talking to a client about their product and not your service is it's their baby pictures. Mm. If you if if you guys are familiar with Sears or Macy's or Marshall Fields or any of the great department stores from the 40s and 50s and 60s, the way that they built business is they had a photographic department in every department store. And you can remember this from Santa pictures, but they all used to take family photos and they all had deals on family photos. And that whole department existed to get your family into their store mm -hmm. seasonally to make, make Macy's or make uh, Sears your family store where your family got their pictures taken. And that was a huge thing for boomers to do with their Gen X kids. And it drove a business model. Um, and that goes all the way back to the movie Miracle on 34th Street. Mm. That it's actually, it was a merchandising tool. So there's nothing better than selling your potential client baby pictures of their company. That's amazing. I love that as a kind of like a, a, like a metaphor, but then not really because it actually happened. I sound like a Ben Stiller in Dodgeball. It's a metaphor, but it actually happened. But um, <laughs> yeah, I remember as a kid in the late 80s, early 90s, going family photos at Sears and then walking through and you see all the toys or you'd see hardware or you'd see whatever. And then so I was, I, I Makes sense, but I never knew that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 the, it's essentially it's the free needle. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I hate to say it out loud, but the drug dealer model works in every business. Yeah. And um, what do we got uh, for our next uh, question here? 
Next up, we got Michael McGovern asking about human psychology. Nice. What's up, Michael? What's up, guys? Hey, Ron. Hey, Michael. How are you? Good, you? Fantastic. Good. Uh, yes, yeah, so my, my question is pretty straightforward. Um, what is the most surprising thing you've learned about human psychology and all your uh, experience in sales? Um, probably things that, that are not politically correct to say. So I'll give you... I'll give you the I'll give you the one and first actually that's probably is the first one is that human psychology is not politically correct. Um, so if you find yourself getting sucked into political correctness in your craft in this art, um, I would reflect on the the music industry and realize that not all music ap appeals to all people that there is a variety of music that appeals to every subsegment of human being on the planet Earth. And you need to find the music that that is their tune. And in line with that, you have to deal with metrics that are statistically relevant. And it probably aggravates some people to hear this, but statistical relevance does happen between men and women separately. Male brains statistically work differently than female brains statistically. And I can relate that to engines. Go back, going back to metaphors, you can put diesel fuel in an unleaded fuel car and it will not run. And you can put unleaded fuel in a diesel engine and it will not run. Women's brains have an extreme amount of estrogen flowing through them compared to yours. And male brains have an extreme amount of testosterone compared to women's. I think a, I think a woman has about two to 4% testosterone flowing through her system in the relationship of all of the, the, the makeup of those. And it causes the brain to think very, very differently. And the proof of that concept has been very often in, I have a few friends that are in this particular case of people who have sex changes and they go through hormone therapy and they were, are the first ones to tell you, holy shit, when they started pumping those chemicals into me to make me a woman or make me a man biologically, my brain changed radically. The way I thought about sexuality, the way I thought about the world, the way I see things, I, I feel like it's a completely different software program. Mm. Wow. It's fascinating. I wish if, if, I could, uh, if I could have a woman's brain for like a week and then come back to my brain, just cause I'm, you know, I like, I like my brain too. Be, uh, probably get to that point at some point, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm talking about empathy though. Could, like half the divorces in America could end. Do you know what I mean? Just by having, you know, have more empathy and understanding. Yeah. Most of the people who are really good in that space, like the Alison Armstrongs and John Gray's of the world are people who do like, hey, figure out that the other person thinks differently than you do. Yeah. And feels differently. We, awesome. we have this illusion because we have, most of us have two arms and two legs and a head that we're just the same kind of doll with different parts. Um, and I think that's one of nature's great tricks is that we're two different species that coexist. Awesome. Thanks, Ron. Cool. And I know you put a follow-up question in the chat, but if you could just put in the Q&A, that would be awesome. Um, and you beat me to the punchline, Steph. What was that? I said you beat me to the punchline. Oh, yeah. I, you know it. Um, cool. That was, this is great. I'm, I'm loving this episode, and I know some people have already said they are as well, and, and this has been already a great conversation. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, 
mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.